Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, where today we're talking about a Christmas special so low quality it takes place in a sewer. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the 1994 direct-to-VHS video starring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. I am blow-dried Toehead clearly drumming out of rhythm on a trash can, Mike Westfall, and I am thrilled to be joined today on this short but very strange journey uh, by two guests. First, a co-founder of the Cult Film Club and the bodacious brains behind Branded in the 80s, it's Sean Robert. Welcome, Sean. Thanks. Really happy to be on the show. I've been looking forward to it. I've really been enjoying the uh, past episodes, and I love holiday specials, so... Stoked to be here. Great. So happy to have you on. And secondly, the pizza-powered proprietor of the most radical collection of Ninja Turtle everything known as the Sewer Den, it's John Zelenak. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, thanks for having me. Here to talk Christmas, Calabunga, and everything in between. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you both for turtle powering through this one with me. Before we dive in, John, would you mind briefly explaining the Sewer Den for everyone listening? Yeah, sure. So the Sewer Den started out as uh, my parents back in the day when I left for college and moved out. They didn't know what to do with my room and they moved to a new house. So they put some sad turtle paraphernalia that I had just in the room to like, you still have a room. This is you come home anytime. This is yours. (laughs) So I had moved out and I had my own place by that point. So the room just eventually took on its own life and became this place where my Ninja Turtles collection lived. I slowly unearthed everything I had. Um, People donated to it. So now it's kind of become this like museum of just Ninja Turtles merch from the yesteryear. There's new stuff too, but there is uh, everything from wacky old Jello to really cool collectibles like uh, a wind kite and wind sock and things like that. It's really just fun. A little bit of everything. Now, is this video included in your collection? It is. So I also have a blog by the that goes by the same name, The Sewer Den, and uh, I've put a lot of stuff on there. And a few years ago, I did a Christmas countdown, and this was on there. Uh, So this has been one that's been in my collection for a long time. Not sure if I'm proud of that, but it is in there. (laughs) Now, do you remember when you first watched it? You know, I like I've seen a little bit of I mean, I had it as a kid, but it wasn't like my go to holiday thing. Surprisingly, Um, it kind of became more of a in the circulation of the Christmas season as I got older few years ago, some friends and I got together and we're like, how bad is this thing? Let's watch it. And uh, it held up in the bad that it was. It was pretty, it's pretty rough. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun for what it is. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Sean, what's your history with this? Um, so my history with this is that I had never seen it before. And I, <laughs> lucky man, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize what I was missing until I was uh, watching it for this show. I, I was under a weird impression that um, when you uh, first in, invited me on that we were going to be doing like a I thought there was like a Christmas special episode of the cartoon. And I didn't realize this was like a live action sort of coming out of their shells tour era <laughs> gem. So I was a little bit um, I was a little bit older when like the turtle stuff hit. So mm-hmm. by the time this came out, I think I was just 
like it was it was outside of my purview and it wasn't until like i turned 25 and i started like going down an instalment like a nostalgia road that i probably would have rediscovered it but for some reason this one fell through the cracks and i don't know if that's a blessing or (laughs) or what blessing (laughs) (laughs) well i never owned this video either i had a friend who had it though and for anyone who grew up in the vhs era and our parents, we know what level of quality to expect from any direct-to-video anything we find in the store, especially when it has that Family Home Entertainment logo on it. Uh, even oh, nowadays, yeah. but especially in the 90s. You could tell a cheap video because the cassette felt notably lighter in weight and more fragile. <laughs> but I had a friend who had this along with another video called Turtle Tunes by the same Christopher Films Company whose resume on IMDb Pro consists of only those two videos and nothing else. That's quite the filmography. Right. Uh, and of course, he also, my friend also had the infamous coming out of their shells tour. Now, the tour had a different director and everything, but they shared a lot of staff, apparently, from what I was able to research, including actors on the tour who stuck around long enough to perform these videos. They're there are four years separating the tour from these two home videos. Uh, but the That's tur- dedication. Yeah, but the, the turtle costumes are clearly the same, just minus the rock star sleeveless jean jackets. But, oh man, these costumes. Talk to me about yeah. the turtle costumes. I feel like these costumes, as a kid, I was duped. I feel like I knew that they weren't the same as the movie. The the quality wasn't there. But when you only see it on that video cassette, you can't really tell. They're not in motion. They're they're not moving at all. So you're just like, okay, maybe this maybe this is something. Maybe this is kind of tied to that classic 1990 movie that every old school fan loves. But then that moment the VHS went in the VCR, it was you knew something was wrong. This was not the 1990 movie, that original grit that was so good that kind of scared kids, but they liked it. That was kind of reminiscent of the comics. It was, it was not there at all. It was something much, much different. Yeah. This is kind of like, like with the original suits being like Henson uh, kind of made (laughs) production things. It's like, this is sort of like when you find like a cartoon that you think is a Disney movie, but it's really just some off brand cartoon company that's made something to like, like go on the back of a Disney movie so that it makes people feel like it's uh, yes. <laughs> this is this is what that feels like oh. to the Jim Henson costumes. I know exactly what you're talking about that with, with that back in Disney cash grab thing because my parents or well, my sister I guess fell for that on the Little Mermaid and it was the original Hans Christian Andersen story of the Little Mermaid so it doesn't end well. <laughs> You're petrified as a kid. Yeah. The special doesn't end well either. <laughs> Start, we'll, middle, end. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but most of the turtles have these extremely wide-eyed stares. Like, okay, remember the music video for Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden? Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, also from 94. But the turtles' eyes and smiles look like they're from that. Except Donatello. He's got a bit of a lazy eye, it seems, but... And then they have, they all have rows of perfectly flat, perfectly white teeth. And I don't even know if Uncanny Valley is the right term to describe how off a bunch of giant mutant turtles look. But Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the they've got the, the Giada de Laurentiis whatever smile where you see every <laughs> single tooth. <laughs> wow. It's creepy. 
Oh, that is the perfect comparison. Oh. They just always look like they're ready to give hugs too. And it's like, that's the last thing I want from them is to any sort of interaction that requires touching. It's like, please, please don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah. But I admit it it had been a while since I sat down and watched this and, and thank goodness it's under a half hour. It clocks in at just about 22 minutes. And I was afraid it would drag, but actually it comes in and establishes itself, does whatever it is it's set out to do. And quickly gets out of your way again, aside from those end credits, which we will get to. Let's not jump ahead. Let's start at the beginning with our intro, We're the Turtles. That song sets the tone pretty perfectly because it sounds like the same style as coming out of their shells. Like it's hair bandish, but kid friendly. But. Is it just me? Did, I felt like I was being bullied by that theme song. Like <laughs> I felt like, like they were like, they, they weren't just telling me they were the turtles. Like they were telling me and I needed to sit down and hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the, the last thing that, ninjas should be doing is explicitly telling you that they're there that we're the turtle it goes against like everything they stand for right that that was a weird mission statement that and we're on the lookout for a friend in need that's what we're about i don't remember that being part of the deal but okay what i like about this intro is that it includes shots of actual turtles crawling on sewer grates like it's trying and failing but at least giving something of an attempt To give you a very quick origin of what you're about to see. So this is how we got to giant turtles in the sewer decorating a Christmas tree. And that's kind of funny, too, because like at this point was you said this like 94. Yes. Do do kids need like the refresher on the origin at this point? I think they're kind of I think the turtles brand was kind of established. Oh, yeah. This is kind of when this was past the peak of turtle mania. Yeah, this is put in that timeline. After the three movies. This is a year removed from the third movie. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so. I guess they went back in time. They fought mutants in the second one. So it was it was only natural that their next outing would be the holiday season. Yes. Ultimate mission. And that's how we opened with the four trimming the tree to the tune of Deck the Halls, led by Leonardo, but he doesn't just sing Deck to Halls. He sings the Turtles' own version with custom lyrics. Oh, and also, out of nowhere, he sings in a Jamaican accent. Deck the halls with pepperoni. Fa la 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 la. Mustard, eggplant, and baloney. Fa la 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 la. Santa Claus will bring his reindeer. Fa la 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 la. In the sewer, I will take care. Fa la 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 la. Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember that accent and not being sure if I was offended or scared (laughs) or like if this was the same turtle I knew. I was I was actually expecting him to speak in that accent through the entire special. (laughs) You wouldn't. It was so out of left field. It's like, why is this happening? (laughs) This is Leo now. This is who I am. 
My favorite part of this song is when they rhyme Donatello with Sing Noello. <laughs> I mean, that's skill. That's the skill of <laughs> a very good poet right there. Yes. And also, since they have all the rights to all these characters who, spoiler alert, aren't, aren't going to show up here. Uh, they fit no bebop and no rocksteady. And... Christmas to the shredder. To kind of a 90s simp womp. <laughs> when I was doing some research on this, um, the writer, uh, Trish uh, Rabe, Rabe, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her last name. Um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting that she sort of made a career out of being able to rhyme. Like, that's her thing. Like, she took over for Dr. Seuss uh, when he passed away. Like, the uh, the estate, like, basically granted her like the official rights to be the next Susian writer or whatever. And like, that's her thing. Like she writes oh. rhymes and that's why there's so much rhyming in this special. Like that is her thing. That explains a lot. I knew her name sounded familiar. I didn't quite get that deep into the rabbit hole to discover that, but good find. It's a pretty cool body of work going from this to Dr. Seuss or vice versa. Just, it's a lot of fun stuff to have under your belt. Yeah. yeah I think I think she's also uh, part of the chorus singing the uh, 321 Contact theme song. Really? So she's kind of all over the place. Wow. What a life. <laughs> I hope this special wasn't the end of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hope for, it was just like this was an intern project that she had. <laughs> that sounds about right. And also, as everyone's trimming the tree, Leo's either tangled up in the lights with them wrapped around his neck, or he might be wearing them as a scarf. I'm not sure how intentional he's being with them. but He looks like he's having a good time when he does that, so leading the way to the Christmas season. <laughs> it's hard to tell, because they all have permanent smiles. <laughs> Another I point. feel like oh. any part of this video, it's just, you can take any moment, take a screenshot, and you, it's like a gift keyboard. Like, you just have so many options of emotions that you could, like, <laughs> use text messages, just, like, communicating on Twitter and things. It's just, there's such an arsenal of just good stuff in here for that reason. It's like, it kind of has this very weird language of the internet to it throughout the entire yeah. thing. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> another point of interest at least for this special the turtles appear to be on team wait to trim your tree until christmas eve because it's christmas eve now did either of your families ever do this uh i know for me we well at least when i was a kid we did it early on it was like a thing that we would make early after either thanksgiving or that first week of december like one night was just dedicated to Trimming the Christmas tree. So we did not wait to the 24th. We got that party started early. Yeah. Yeah. Same with us. We usually uh, went out and picked out a tree and had it all trimmed. Like, I think it was like the, the weekend after Thanksgiving for us. Yeah. There was like nothing better than being a kid. And like that week, that weekend after Thanksgiving, just like getting ready for trimming the tree. You would just like Thanksgiving ends, man, your mind would just flip right to the Christmas mode. Mm hmm. Yeah, I remember I remember one Christmas Eve when my parents were trimming the tree, or at least that's how I remember it. Now that I'm thinking about it, this is a memory I only have because it's on an old VHS tape that has since been put on a DVD. 
Uh, but they jump from decorating the Christmas tree to Christmas morning. So maybe I'm just assuming it was on Christmas Eve. But every other Christmas I can remember, we got it pretty early. Like, not ma- right after Thanksgiving, but at least a week or so, not too long after that. Yeah, I mean, geez, you want to enjoy the tree. You know, you don't want to like put all that work into it, and then like the next day, be like, "Oh crap, this is all got to go." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I see that a lot on Christmas specials because I guess that's just a thing they need to fit in. Where uh, we're decorating the Christmas tree now, even though Christmas is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they have all their beats they have to hit. I guess throughout the video. True, uh, and the next beat. Gives us Raphael of All Turtles reviewing the Christmas shopping list and declaring it done, uh, with the lone exception of Master Splinter. And they all take turns kind of pointing the blame at one another. Well, Mikey was supposed to get it. No, Leo was supposed to get it. No, it was Donnie, but etc. So they determine the only thing left to do is to head up to the surface and hit the stores before they close. And as they ascend the underground, they sing up from the sewers and to the streets to buy a gift we go. Up from the sewer and to the streets to buy a gift we go. Up from the sewer and to the streets to buy a gift we go. Raphael's away to Mason, but hey, it's hold your I feel like this is where this video comes alive. This is where it really takes shape to and it really is boiled down to exactly what it is. Yeah. I will say that this is also like the best production value throughout the entire video is this walking through the sewers bit. Like those were some pretty decent sets. Yeah, like this made it look like it was more than a set or two. It felt like they were going through an actual structure. Well, I will say the sewers look remarkably like the backstage area of what we were led to believe by another video to be Radio City Musical. Now I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think that's like, it seems like it's the one time their cinematographer did their job. (laughs) (laughs) You can see there's like this nice moody lighting in the sewers and Mm -hmm. stuff. So not sure that location, but yeah, it looks... It looks like a nice little faux sewer back lot. Yeah, he's like, look, you've got me for three hours. (laughs) You pick what I'm going to (laughs) do. Of note here, they're not even disguising themselves to go up to the surface. No trench coats or anything. This is not the Ninja Turtles canon we're used to. This is the coming out of their shells universe, where they're world-renowned rock stars, and they've been on Oprah, so... I guess they're free to come as they are and roam the streets of New York. Damn, they don't get cold either. They have nothing really... Occasionally, like, there's a scarf, I think, that makes an appearance. But, like, no, like you were saying, no jackets, no trench coats. The the scarf is the trench coat of this this special uh, Mikey scarf. (laughs) Yeah, Mikey grabs a scarf. uh, And aside from Leo strands of lights around his neck from earlier, that's as festive as we get as far as wardrobe goes. I'm actually surprised that they didn't wear like Santa suits or something. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that would have just been hat, just something. Like, like that was just $400 in the budget too much. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, get a scarf instead. But up they come on the surprisingly not busy at all streets of New York um, into broad daylight on a beautiful, clearly not actually winter day as the turtle sing, Gotta get a gift for Splinter. 
And this is the biggest earworm of this whole video for me, as the turtles try to answer the question, what do you get a ninja master who has everything? I like that he has everything. I feel like that's just fun. <laughs> SNES with all the games? Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> he's a big Star Fox fan. There you that's... go. That's it. <laughs> kind of looks like a fox at the end there. <laughs> Like a mop wet rag fox, a little. Yeah. <laughs> that Splinter costume is. At least the turtles like lend themselves to something. Uh, even all these years later, they're funny looking. And it's kind of fun. Like I was saying, you could screenshot any moment. It's good. But Splinter, I don't know if it's that same vibe. He is just. It's just too too much. No, he looks like a repurposed Chuck E. Cheese character. Yeah. He probably like was left out in yeah. the rain in the dumpster a little too long. Now I'm wondering where they filmed this. If they filmed it down here in Orlando. They had the parts. <laughs> Creative engineering, good, yeah. good call. I was, I was working a few blocks away when that warehouse or whatever exploded about five years ago. I heard it happen. And when I found out what it was and what used to be there, my heart just kind of sank. Yeah, that's kind of, I know this is like a little bit of a rabbit hole, but yeah, that is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad that he's still selling, Aaron Fector's still selling like burnt leftover masks and stuff on eBay. <laughs> oh, no. And I bid on them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I always see them pop up in searches, and I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. You're heartbreaking. <laughs> Leave the memories alone. But, no, this song is stuck in my head for eternity. I've gotten to the point where I'll sub in some other words to this based on what I'm doing, just humming a song to myself, and I'll be setting the table. Gotta get a drink, gotta get a drink for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I have a number, and they can help you get rid of that problem. Oh. <laughs> also, you see a collection of kids banging on trash cans. Uh, it's Baby Stomp. But, yeah, I was going to say, it's like Junior Stomp. <laughs> but they're clearly miming it, though, and not even trying to keep a beat. You mean the kid, like, drumming on the hollow end of the trash can yeah. on nothing is... <laughs> Uh, I never understood, are these kids supposed to, are they like ragtag kids? Are they like kids from the street? Are they friends with the Turtles? Like, what's what's the backstory with these kids? How do you start rolling with the Turtles crew? Like, how do you get in there? I think they just popped up from the sewers, and any kids who happened to recognize them just... Well, no, they were there. They're coming down into that area where they're playing. So it's just, oh, hey, the Turtles are here. It's like as a kid, this was everything I was jealous of. Like oh, these yeah. kids, they were friends with the turtles. They were hanging out in New York. They had rollerblades. Like, come on, this is just everything we wanted. Yeah, shout out to that one kid in the rollerblades, the most 1994 footwear. <laughs> he doesn't stop cruising around. He just keeps going and going. It's... Props to him. I miss my rollerblades. But... Rollerblades are, they're. Like, they kind of died down for a little bit. Are they, like, back again? Or am I just making up that they left at all? 
No, I think I think that I have started to see them come back again. You know, like we're we're like right at the cusp of like the the breakout '90s nostalgia boom. So, I will say, yesterday when I was I was at Publix and I saw this woman who looked like she was dressed, she had like the flannel shirt kind of tied around her waist, and she it it was like a goth woman who was younger than I was, but it was just oh, is the '90s about to happen? Are yeah. they about to come back next? We're close. We're really Do- close. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Martens and uh, purple lipstick. Yep. And... Yeah. It's like that early 90s stuff is already hit. Now it's just like slowly trickling into the rest of the decade. We're all going to start dressing like Rockapella soon. <laughs> I like that the turtles rhyme splinter with winter here to keep it Christmassy because the weather is not doing them any favors. But no. at one point, one of them suggests. How about some golf clubs? And another one rejects that idea, claiming Splinter's not athletic. First off, they're golf clubs. Secondly, he's a ninja master. What do you mean he's I, not athletic? <laughs> I think Casey showed in the first movie that golf clubs can be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And every every ninja master needs a set. Sense of that. Need a little cricket bat. And get him the whole arsenal. Well, after this song, Raph realizes they only have two hours left to shop until all the stores close, all at the same time. Uh, So off they head, and in less than an hour's time, night has fallen and it's begun to snow. As the turtles find the tiniest Christmas tree in New York just sitting out on near construction on West 44th and Broadway, according to the signs. Working in New York, in Times Square, this looks like they actually did film it. I mean, none of these places exist anymore, but like that Sabaro in the background, I like how they like conveniently got that pizza shop in there. <laughs> it, and of all pizza shops, they got a Sabaro? <laughs> the Turtles should know better. Pizza Hut sponsored their concert tour, and now they've sunk into having Sabaro photobomb their <laughs> opera segment. <laughs> No shame. No you know, Sabaro was cool when the Fat Boys were <laughs> doing all you can eat there. <laughs> all right. You okay, that was it. the only time Sabaro was cool. <laughs> yeah. but, no, I, I feel like the Turtles are above Sabaro. Maybe not. I don't know. John, you would know better than I. I mean, you know what? I feel like the Turtles actually, they're pizza's best in the cartoons. They That's like because it's not real. It's just this animated fun looking stuff that they eat but all the movies they i mean they eat the worst pizza they're like Domino's, and then in the new reboot ones i think it's the pizza hut or was it Domino's in there too i think it was pizza hut but and then in this one they got sabaro so it's like they only know fast food not that i'm saying anything bad about those pizza places i will eat all pizza but you would just think <laughs> if you're a connoisseur of pizza and that's all you talk about and eat in your entire franchise that you would be a little selective right and you have unlimited options in new york yeah i have a friend who's like like a huge foodie film buff guy and he like cannot get over the fact that the turtles always eat pizza like this he's like i just don't get why they have so many options and i'm like they're not real (laughs) they they, you know they can eat their commercial pizza if they want to it's fine (laughs) A friend of my brother's actually published a book called The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pizza Cookbook. Oh, yeah. I know this book. Yes. 
Uh, I think she either lives in Philly or had at one point because she's friends with my brother randomly. There's some wacky recipes in there. It's fun. It's like, I feel like it really harkens back to the 80s, 90s cartoon. Like it's all that, all that good stuff. Well, there's some wacky recipes coming up uh, near the end of this one. But first, they see this little tree in the middle of the the intersection there. And Mikey stops, clearly moved by this tree that's only maybe a foot taller than they are. And Raph knows this look and he bemoans, oh no, he's turning into that opera guy again. This means that's happened before. I'm now too intrigued about the untold backstory behind opera guy Michelangelo that I completely miss most of this uh, rendition of Oh Little City of New York. Oh no, he's turning into that opera guy again. Oh little city of New York whose buildings reach to the sky It's Christmas Eve who would believe you've got one more gift Sung to the tune of Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. And I would watch a whole backstory video just about Michelangelo and his opera, his opera, his humble beginnings. <laughs> totally. I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't know if any of this, like, is a carryover from the coming out of their shells stuff, or if this is just like, um, like a, a reference to Opera Man on Saturday Night Live, because that was about the same time. Oh, I didn't even I don't, think I don't know. That's yeah, me the only thing I can think of. But yeah. It's just randomly thrown in here. I like how there's a Salvation Army Santa just hanging out in the background and Raph at one point commandeers his bell. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is he, is he, he also looks to the Santa, looks like he could be like one of those guys that hangs out in Times Square now, like all those characters that you always see in the news for like harassing families and stuff. Like the fake Mickey Mouse? Yeah, fake Mickey Mouse and Dora, and then this Santa Claus. <laughs> He does look the part now that you mention it. Well, when Mikey finally finishes his episode, let's call it, the Turtles realize there's now only one hour left until every store in Manhattan apparently closes before Christmas. And Mikey quips, I could always sing for him. And then we get a required by law 90s trope, not. (laughs) Does that mean that that opera performance took an hour? Because there was like right before that, they were like, we've got two hours, dudes. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know how time works in this universe. Because first it was two hours, but it was bright, sunny day. And then now it's pitch black and snowing. So where did the kids go? They just abandoned all those kids. They went home to their families, I hope. <laughs> Actually, I think they told the kids to go back and wait for them at the, at the sewer. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> we're not done with those kids yet. We are not. I, I got ahead of myself. So I'm so excited about those kids. <laughs> but meanwhile, the turtles shopping for Splinter is about on the level of when I was six and went to my school's little holiday shopping bazaar set up in the library and a bunch of tiny gifts under, say, $10 to get for my family. Did you guys do this in elementary school? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah pencils erasers it was it was the best slash worst gifts ever (laughs) totally i bought my dad a dictionary one year it was great (laughs) yeah i gave my dad a pencil holder that i 
hammered nails into the shape of a W, which is our last initial. So that was the Christmas gift from the library Christmas bazaar. Golf clubs or a opera song. I feel like that's still right. better than those gifts. Uh, but instead, they look at sneakers and comic books and a bunch of tangled yo-yos. A like a Valterra, yeah, Val, Valterra-style skateboard. Yes. Uh, until finally settling on a whole pepperoni pizza encased in a glass picture frame. Which I've got to say is a very specific type of work of art, and I kind of want one. <laughs> it's like those, like in the 80s when they had those, like, a Coke pouring frozen in time. Yeah. That's what that pizza kind of reminded me of. Like, it's it's real, but it's not real. It's art. <laughs> that looks like something you would see in one of those specific sort of uh, toy stores. Like, it's got the old nostalgic toys that they all just kind of collected. And if you're a collector, this is the place you want to go to find that toy that you haven't seen in 30 years. I feel mm-hmm. like that would be up on the wall there. I mean, I feel like my collection is but seriously lacking without it. And it just would make the whole thing complete if it was on one wall in my little sewer den. That's got to Can you imagine so if you had the original prop? Oh, man. Yeah. I think I would just bow to it every morning. <laughs> part of my ritual. Good morning, pizza. <laughs> but at this point, they're not really shopping for Splinter anymore. They're shopping for themselves with the knowledge that they live with him. So... It's like a secondhand gift for themselves. It's the Homer Simpson bowling ball. But, there you go. <laughs> but the important thing is they have a gift. So it's time to wrap. And it's time to wrap as Leo <laughs> takes the lead again for the rap rap. It's Christmas Eve and all my friends are here Wrapping up presents, it happens once a year I do my best when I'm wrapping my gifts I take a lot of pride when I put the gift inside of the wrap 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 I think this is the pinnacle of greatness on this this whole video This is arguably the best song in the video It's like the best, but with the weakest video segment Because they're all just sitting there And Leo has now gone from reggae to hip-hop it's just breaking barriers left and right, this guy. There you go. But, I mean, the title, that track title, Rap Rap, is just so good. Yeah. can't really get over that. I don't know if that same woman wrote that, but kudos is, she did, yeah. because that is... I was going to say, this is actually the one song she didn't contribute to the special. <laughs> Which speaks to her. Rhyming abilities. I don't know. I thought I thought that was really clever. The rap, rap. Yeah, you would think of all the songs, the rap would be the one that's just like primed for some rhyming. I'm surprised no one else thought of this. Not counting the waitresses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that it's a great point. Why? Why did it take until 1994 for somebody to put those two things together? Maybe this was like a rejected uh, B-side on a NKOTB Christmas album or something. <laughs> oh, that would fit perfectly in right next to Funky Funky Christmas. They're about to say, you know, you can put that on that album and no one would realize it was the Ninja Turtles and not New Kids on the Block. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I was totally getting 
and TMTB vibes. I am going to sneak that on a playlist with the rest of that album and then this just in the middle there and see if anybody notices. I don't think anybody will. Put that in like a track seven and no one's batting an eye. (laughs) But after this is done, it's Christmas morning and here comes Splinter to open his gifts. And it's the 12 days of Christmas from the Turtles. On the first day of Christmas, the Turtles gave to me a pizza with pepperoni. On the second day of Christmas, the Turtles gave to me and a pizza with pepperoni On the third day of Christmas The turtles gave to me Three skateboards, two comic books And a pizza with pepperoni And I have never heard Splinter sound so old It's <laughs> <sighs> visual, I just can't get over it <laughs> This is so disturbing this is far from the sultry voice we heard in Skipping Stones on the tour. But... <laughs> this is also like, what, of the 22-minute runtime, this is like eight? Yeah, about. Easily eight minutes. They go through the whole thing. I'm thinking they're going to stop at five or six like a lot of them do. But they do all 12 days, and it starts... I, I kept the list, and it starts with a pizza with pepperoni, uh, two comic books... Three skateboards, four manhole covers for the Ninja Master who has everything, five video games, and it's at that point that, yeah, they are definitely shopping for themselves. And that is when we see some random kids show up in the sewer again for some reason. Now I'm wondering, where are your parents? Why are you underground on Christmas morning? Now, these these are homeless street urchins that... uh... They're also understudies for Stomp. That's how they're trying to make it. There it is. Going on with the list, we have six Frisbees, seven silk kimonos, finally a gift actually meant for Splinter. There we go. Uh, Eight chopsticks, which may just be four pairs. I think so. That that is just a terrible gift. I mean, they really just got takeout and then gave him the trash is like what they... It could be the nicer plastic reusable ones, which always slip out of my hands, so I don't know how useful they really are. Judged by that pizza frame, though, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, like, there are those child-ready ones that are kind of attached at one end and have, like, a springy thing. <laughs> well, they just have with, like, large a... rat hands, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I would really enjoy... I would love to just see the turtles in those costumes trying to use those, like, children's chopsticks. <laughs> At this production value, you would see the masking tape around the fingers. <laughs> we also have nine narrow neckties, because Splinter is apparently a skinny tie type rat. Who knew? Ten yellow yo-yos. Eleven pairs of sneakers, but we only see the one pair of rip-off Adidas. Probably the most ridiculous gift you could give to Splinter. 12 April O'Neill autographs. His favorite. Yeah, but why does Splinter need 12 autographs from somebody he already knows personally and sees somewhat regularly? That's... Was that the number? That was number 12. That was number 12. Was it a calendar? 
that she oh, shot oh, and it's oh, autographed oh. for every month. I don't know. I, I I'm reaching. Now see, I want that gift now. I feel like a twelve month calendar signed by April and every month. Sound that sounds enticing. As long as uh as long as a third of it is uh Judith Hogue. Yeah. <laughs> Just a third. Space it out evenly. I also feel like the yo-yos they got. Well, I remember like as a kid, I didn't understand why they were like these yo-yos my dad probably had as a kid. Like they were so old. They were like made of just like they were whittled out of wood or something. It was they're just very strange. Yeah, they weren't even like the sweet, clear Duncans or anything like that. No. no, nothing that anybody in our age range had like ever seen any other kid play with. Uh-uh. I don't know what made the Turtles suddenly have this affinity for yo-yos, but it started at the Secret of the Ooze when Donnie, I think it was Donnie. And wrong! Check this! Oh, walk the dog! It's pretty good, huh? <laughs> and then... Around the world. Yeah, like no, no more weapons, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yo-yos and pool noodles. There it is. Uh, it was around the eighth day of Christmas when I wanted to jump off a building. <laughs> I just wanted to drink that punch they were drinking, hoping yes, that that's, that's my just, next uh, note. There's a bowl of punch that they're all enjoying quite a bit. It's taking the edge off on Christmas morning for all for Splinter. That's why he gets like happier and happier as the video goes on. Yes, that bowl of punch explains this entire video. That's why all the like hobo kids came running down in the oh, sewer. No. <laughs> Turtles like, have a whole other game going on here. It's sick. It's like bathtub liquor. <laughs> well then. After that song, Splinter tells his sons, You are generous in spirit, heart and soul, and I am grateful to you for the many gifts you have given me. But I fear that perhaps we have lost sight of the true meaning of this special time of year. And that's what I think. Is Splinter going to talk about baby Jesus? (laughs) No, it's about sharing and being with those whom we love and for giving to those less fortunate to you. Which they don't then go out to do. They Splinter just ends with, Your love for me is the greatest gift you can bestow and the only gift I will ever need. So please don't buy me any more of this junk. <laughs> but then Mikey responds to this big speech with, uh, Does anybody like want a pizza? Sheesh. Yeah, he's uh, so sentimental, huh? Eat it right out of the frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you go. Uh, and then he orders one. Mikey made a pizza dude deliver to a sewer on Christmas Day, and that pizza dude had better hope he figures out where 122 and an eighth is if he wants a tip. Oh, wait, yeah. no, they moved. This is after that. Oh, so I don't, I don't know. It might not be because we don't see the train or anything. It's hard to tell. This is a different universe. Now we've come to our big finish where they sing, We Wish You a Turtles Christmas. Turtles plural, despite the name of the special. We wish you a turtle's Christmas. We wish you a turtle's Christmas. We wish you a turtle's Christmas and a happy new year. They couldn't even stay on their own brand. Oh, that that's the stuff that bothered me as a kid and still bothers me now. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> turtles. Turtle. Pick one. <laughs> I mean, it does look like they're having fun. 
like everybody on set or whatever, it looks like they're having a good time for the majority of it, but then the kids do start to lose some energy. They do, and they start kind of smiling at each other like every fake background child actor does. Yeah. Yeah, you see a lot on, like, Kids Incorporated when they're supposed to be dancing and just act like you're friendly, and that's what every child actor does when they're just a background actor. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of lip-syncing along. Yeah, getting more tired as it goes along, and the words are, like, half coming out. There's one kid dangling from the, I don't know if they're, if it's a set rig or just some background something, but it looked like he was about to fall off. (laughs) I wish Rufio just made an appearance in here. (laughs) Oh, man. That's what this is lacking. Like, this is lacking, like, instead of miscellaneous kids, it should have been, like, the cast from, like, a movie like that. Like, all the kids from Hook. Yeah, there you go. Or just bring in Kino and he can just dance around. (laughs) There is a distinct lack of uh, Ernie Ray's in this. Yes. Yeah, I will will notice. I did notice that uh, one of the girls was uh, ahead of the prompt and was singing a line too fast before the line actually came in the song. Yeah. So she was like mouthing all the words before they got to that part. I thought that was Uh (laughs) precious. I mean, I feel for those kids because that totally would have been me. I would have been that kid off (laughs) and off key. (laughs) I like how they sing. We wish you a year full of pizza and cheese, whipped cream and pickles, but no anchovies. And everybody in this dance segment, kids and all, makes a sour, gross face at just the anchovies because they have standards. The whipped cream and pickles, that's fine. Yeah, 100% acceptable. They saw in the pizza cookbook, and it's probably in there. Yeah, well, you know, they may be on to something. I say that to my kids all the time when they want to, you know, dip a frosted mini-wheats in ketchup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anchovies are fellow water creatures, I don't know. After this, we fade into the credits to list everyone responsible for this. And the turtles talk over the entire credits for quite a, even for quite a bit after they're done. And it's all just, hey, how totally awesome was that song? Yeah. (laughs) But for each part of the video, so goofy. Hey, whose idea was it to come up with that totally gnarly Jamaican stuff? I like that Rastafarian kind of stuff. Who do you think this stuff was? It was my stuff, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. Who else but somebody like Leonardo could think of something like that? Well, I gotta tell you, it was... Totally cool, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, Mikey man. How about that 12 days, though, man? Did that go on for like 12 years or what? What are you talking about, my son? Oh, sorry, Master Splinter. I mean, it was like the best song of the whole thing. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'm going to play it right now. I also noticed that uh, three of the four turtles have like deep New York accents instead of just Raph. So that was a little jarring for me, too. Like I couldn't tell them apart. They they were all basically Raph. Yeah, it was it was all that same voice, and I think I think it's got to be Donnie who's the outlier because they got to make yeah. him sound nerdy. Yep. Poor Donatello. Yeah. Cast the nerd. Get him in there. <laughs> yeah, but I it's funny because like you were saying, Sean, like in the movie is Raphael. He really owned that kind mm-hmm. of like. New York, Brooklyn vibe, and like then and this, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. 
between that and the Rastafarian song at the beginning, like I just I just don't know. It's like they change voice actors three times throughout the video. They just were like, uh, we're going to recast this halfway through this song. It makes me wonder if anyone ever brought up this VHS to Josh Payas to get it signed. And he was just like, <laughs> I didn't touch this. <laughs> this get that away. The horror. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I mean, I kind of want to watch it again, sadly. (laughs) Despite as bad as it is, it's just there is some weird charm about it that it really is like a little spot in time that will never exist again. So not in this way anyway. Like, I don't think we would get production values this bad. Would we? Like, I don't know. I think it would be impossible at this point with all the tools available to us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like fans, fans could do make something. Yeah. This, totally. Yeah. yeah. I have a better camera in my pocket. <laughs> I've seen better cosplay live at a con. Yeah. Yeah. Really. yeah. So it is just remarkable that not only does it exist, is that somebody deemed this like the thing that this phenomenon was going to put out for the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of those things that if you continue to watch it over and over and over again, it just becomes funnier and funnier yeah. and funnier. And like, like the most random things will just be hilarious. Like finding everything that rhymes with pizza. I think they like rhymed a piece of cake with pizza, <laughs> like a piece of cake. What? Speaking of pizza. <laughs> I know they rhymed it with peace at one point. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like that sounds like a good bingo game or something. Or some just drinking game. Something. There you go. Yeah. Every time a turtle looks at you with wide open eyes that just won't close, take a drink. That punch. Uh, well, well, John, I believe a while back you actually ripped all of these songs from this and made them available as a soundtrack. Is that right? I did, yeah, because the video's on YouTube, but I was like, if somebody just wanted this on their iPod or their phone and wanted, like, one specific track just for the audio and no visuals, um, yeah, I pulled in the VHS and just isolated each song. So they're they're on the sewer then if you just search the title of the We Wish You a Turtle's Christmas. It's there. I will put that link in the show notes for this. Yeah. It's a perfect way to celebrate the season. There you go. Someone somewhere <laughs> has rap rap on their phone. Just I hope like so. Live. We should all make that our ringtones this this season. Ooh, full song too. Not a yeah, snippet. Yeah, and then you don't pick it up until it's over. So, <laughs> so there's so many missed calls. <laughs> if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Well. <laughs> If people want to send you 12 autographs of someone you already hang out with regularly, where can they find you on the internet, Sean? Um, they can find me at uh, Twitter. I'm uh, Sean Robert on Twitter. Uh, Smurfwreck on Instagram. Uh, you can swing by BrandonInTheEighties.com. Haven't really updated it much in a while, but I'm still watching it. Or uh, check out the Cult Film Club. Yes. Yeah. It's always a it's always a fun jam that I like to do. And John. Um, I'm at the sewer den with the word done there, like Facebook once was. So the sewer den, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram are my favorite social media platforms. And then, uh, the site too is the sewer So all those spots. 
And this show's on the web at adventcalendar.house and on Twitter at adventcalhouse. Guys, thank you so much again for stopping by. It was great to talk to both of you. It was definitely great to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it was just such a... It's always fun reminiscing, and especially in a group setting. Oh, I'm just glad I got introduced to this. I don't think I ever would have... uh, actively watched it if i didn't have to for this podcast so i am honored did your wife sit down and watch it with you i know she's a big turtle fan yeah so i i i didn't get a chance to do that with her but oh, oh we're going to Perfect. there's gonna be there's gonna be a second viewing <laughs> imagine like a clockwork arm style viewing where you just like have to strap somebody down to make them watch this thing She's probably going to be hugging all four of her uh, fourth scale, ne- fourth scale mecha turtles just to keep them crying. <laughs> like there you go. Even those things are better than the costumes in here. Look, you could probably, you could probably, yeah, you could probably make a stop motion thing with those. Look, I'm only putting your like, eyes open just... like this, so you'll match the turtle costume. There you go. Oh man. Well, on that note, for Sean Robert and John Zelenak from the most brightly decorated sewer in Manhattan, have a turtle Christmas, and don't wipe out on that icy pad. The Advent Calendar House is part of the Christmas Podcast Network. To find more shows like this one, visit christmaspodcastnetwork.com. You love Christmas, sure. But sometimes the same old traditions are too... traditional. Sometimes you want to see Santa stuff a kid in his sack. Sometimes you want Christmas dinner to come alive and threaten you with knives and forks. Sometimes you just need Christmas to get a bit weird. Weird Christmas has you covered. Check out podcasts filled with annoying Christmas music, proof that St. Nick came from magic mushrooms, and talk about Christmas specials so disturbing you won't sleep for days. Now available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Weirdchristmas.com. Oh, oh, holy Mary, that's different. Next time on the Advent Calendar House... Al's in a one-hour special. When the Tanners lose out, he makes some new friends to get back home. It's Al's special Christmas. And they kind of, like, move their neck, and you see completely inside the mask. There's, like, this yeah, big gaping black hole, and I'm just too. like, no, you're breaking the... It's no, no, it's not working. <laughs> There's so many shots, too, where you just can see drawstrings, like, hanging down and... Like it's parts of it's weird. I like, didn't want to say this on there to sound gross, but like some of the the way the costume is, it almost looks like they're wearing thongs at times because mm. there's like elastic yeah. around their waist. It's really weird. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard. I, I when I was trying to look up information on this, I saw on uh, IMDb that the uh, the budget was five thousand dollars. Now I don't know if that's true. Oh my god! But I feel like that was generous. That might be on the money. So I feel like this was a project that was given to someone and they were like, okay, so like, I want to see a rough cut next Tuesday. <laughs> and then they, they published put the, the rough it. cut. Yeah. They're like, oh, rough cut. This like, is final. Good. Print it. Hey, uh, night, Leo. Yo, Tony. Good night, man. Good night, Raphael. Nighty night, night, Mikey. Mikey.